Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, April 15th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, breaking overnight, the Biden administration is set to announce a series of tough sanctions on Russia. Number two, Republicans who voted against certifying the election are still raising boatloads of cash, despite many corporations cutting off writing campaign checks to them. And number three, we've got a juicy nugget from Susan Page's book on Speaker Nancy Pelosi. All right, Jake, let's get into the mix here. Overnight, the Biden administration is now going to announce later today, it's expected, a series of tough sanctions on Russia. This is a pretty big deal. It is a pretty big deal. Neither of us are Russia experts, but we can tell you what the politics of are. Um, uh, you know, listen, no, we could tell you what the politics of it are, which is every single person on Capitol Hill wants to soak Russia. I mean, wants to just there's no there's no policy from this administration or from any administration that could be too tough on Russia. I think that the entire Capitol is filled with Russia hawks um, and there's very little that could um, that could deter that. Now, um, I think Wall Street will be particularly interested in this because this includes some um, sanctions on uh, Russia's debt, on Russia's ability to, I think, participate in the debt markets, which is a big deal. Um, but I, I don't think that this is going to I think if, if the Biden administration is, you know, looking for bipartisanship, they'll find it here. Yeah, the thing, okay, so this is all coming out, if everybody remembers, out of the hacking known as solar winds. Uh, certainly a very different posture, though, than we saw from the Trump administration, this move to pretty quickly in his administration go head on with Vladimir Putin on this issue. I think the other thing that's also very interesting that's important to underscore, I mean, this comes right on top of Biden's decision to pull all U.S. troops out of Afghanistan by September 11th. These are two major foreign policy announcements back to back. Yeah. And just one more thing, Anna, it's not only solar winds. I mean, what Russia has done and, and uh, what the our intelligence services have alleged that Russia has done, and, and we have no reason to not believe that, um, is is solar winds. I mean, the, the targeting of... Um, uh, the, the Russia paying bounties to the Afghanistan military, to the militants in Afghanistan, uh, interfering in the elections. I mean, this is just Russia's been, according to our country, Russia has been, you know, uh, taken on a lot of malign actions against the United States that in their view have gone, have have not gone, uh, have gone unpunished, basically. And um, so, so that's just a, a string of things that uh, I think the Biden administration is trying to beat back on. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the day. This I found particularly interesting, something that we've been watching closely. So all of those Republicans that voted against certifying the 2020 election, there was a lot of hemming and hawing in corporate America. Should they continue to cut checks to them or not? There was a kind of a varying degree of answers for how a lot of these companies were going to operate. But these first quarter numbers basically show that it doesn't matter that many cut off giving campaign contributions to those Republicans as a form of punishment. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, if you look across the board here, um, Ted Cruz raised five point three million. Josh Hawley raised three million. Kevin McCarthy pulled in twenty seven million. Marjorie Taylor Greene pulled in three million. These are some of the people who were were frankly um, some of the biggest 
proponents of challenging the election. Uh, this is where the energy in the in the Republican Party is right now. There's no question about it. Um, and if you look not only there, I mean, the, uh, we also scooped today in, in Punchbowl News' AM edition that Sarah Huckabee Sanders is speaking at the House Republican retreat next weekend in Orlando. Um, so if you look at where the where the um, that's where the energy is at the moment. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. We have a juicy nugget uh, from Susan Page's new book. You should buy it if you haven't gotten it yet. It's called Madam Speaker, all about Speaker Pelosi, where Page interviewed her 10 times, which is pretty uh, pretty remarkable for any book. Um, but, you know, she dug really deep into her life and how she views power and Congress. I thought this nugget, which focuses on her relationship with Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, to be particularly illuminating. Yeah, uh, Pelosi, according to Susan Page, and Susan Page has done a lot of work on this. As you said, 10 interviews is a lot, um, far more than we did with Nancy Pelosi for our book, although we did interview her. um, But that was years ago. Why are we still talking about it? (laughs) But um, no, she talked about Mitch McConnell and her relationship with McConnell and, and in particular, um, when, when Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, Pelosi wanted uh, RBG to lay in state in the Capitol Rotunda, and McConnell rejected the idea on the grounds there was no precedent for such a, such a treatment of a justice. William Howard Taft had laid in state in 1930. This is what uh, Page wrote, and he had not he had been not only the Chief Justice but also President. Uh, McConnell wasn't swayed by the argument Ginsburg had achieved an iconic status in American culture, especially for women and girls. McConnell's refusal meant that Ginsburg's flab-draped coffin was placed not in the rotunda, which connects the House and Senate, but in Statuary Hall on the House side, Anna, right outside of where we sit in the Capitol. I was there um, uh, when RBG died. I was there for that ceremony. Um, it was quite uh, quite moving and uh it was very intimate, though. You you could tell because a rotunda ceremony, Anna, is like that is the the big that is the big cheese, so to speak. Right. And the the stat hall is, is decidedly smaller, but it's under Pelosi's control because she's the speaker and it's on the House side. Yeah. The thing that I thought was interesting in, in page quotes Pelosi as saying Mitch McConnell is not a force for good in our country. He is an enabler of some of the worst stuff and an instigator of some of it on his own. Those are some pretty damning words from the speaker, uh, particularly given the fact that they still have to find ways to work together to get some of the this stuff done. Obviously, when Democrats are in control of the Senate, it's less their their relationship is less operative. But it certainly is one of those kind of peek behind the scenes of how members really do feel about each other and clearly no love lost between Pelosi and Mitch McConnell. One last thing, Anna, um, Pelosi calls McConnell Moscow Mitch and Paige writes in her book that she does so purposely. <laughs> um, and so uh, I think most things that Nancy Pelosi does are on purpose to achieve a certain result. And Moscow Mitch is also something that's aimed at making Mitch McConnell angry. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.